0: Begin. Hey everyone, good to be with you all.
1: So, hello, Katya. <laughs> um, so we will um, today be going into the transmission on Group Two. So we did last week the transmission on Group One. Uh, which is focused on the first ray work to do with leadership, governance, power. And we got into some of the black hole mysteries, which are the mysteries of power. So now we're going to get into group two, which is related to Ray 2 and um, love, the transmission of love and also the group initiation process, which is key to one of the things that these teachings say is a big deal right now in terms of what's going on on the planet and the evolutionary processes that are, that we're moving into. Um, so maybe let's just start with a little meditation. So
0: just find a posture where you feel you can go within just take some deep breaths down into your belly just letting yourself really arrive just let your mind your emotions and your body just be as they are no need to change them in any way So I want to invite you to see if you can drop your body, your emotional feel, your mind, just like as if you were dropping clothes, allowing yourself to become increasingly naked. So just
1: feel how your awareness may be identified with your body.
0: I am this body, whatever way. And just drop it. Uh, Your body is here as a field of sensations, but you are not your body. Just let it be there. But also just like go. And then there's your emotional field. Same process.
1: Just notice whatever's happening in your emotional field, whatever feelings
0: are present for you coming into this call. again, no need to change anything. But just see if you can just let go of your identification there. Whatever's happening in your emotional field is fine. Not rejecting anything. Just also just let it go, let it be. And then see if you can take that subtle piece of clothing that is your mind off. Let your being become just that little bit more naked. Notice whatever's going on in your mind. No need to try and stop anything or change anything. but also don't identify with it. Let it be. Let it go. And see if you can just get a taste of who you are deeper than those layers. Of your innocence, your presence, your brightness, your liveliness, some part of you that's actually always been there. Deeper than the clothes of mind and your emotional field and your body. The unique piece of life and consciousness and experience that you are Both tender and deeply alive, innocent and eternal. Just see if you can feel, get a felt sense of such a part of yourself. Just letting your mind, your emotions and your body just be as they are. Not rejecting anything, but also not identifying. What's left? deep breath hmm. Okay So folks whatever your experience was with that what that just
1: little glimpse of a practice was attempting to invite you into is what in this tradition is called buddhi
0: buddhi is the fourth depth of what we are after physical body emotions mind the fourth level in this tradition is called buddhi the buddhic plane It's the true home of the human soul. And it's at the level of buddhi that we are transpersonal love.
1: And that we are... It's actually at the level of buddhi that we instinctively, intuitively, obviously, non-cognitively know ourselves as a son or daughter of the one, as a fragment of the one light as a piece of the one love a piece
0: of the one's innocence and tenderness and eternal nature as a soul
1: so raise your hand please if you've had an experience at some time of just
0: a wave of transpersonal love which is poured through your experience Beautiful. So, likelihood is that that was
1: buddhic, buddhic energy that was then probably flowing through your emotional body and then through your heart. Plane of buddhi is the plane of just spiritual intuition and transpersonal love, because that's then that's how that's what
0: our consciousness is clothed in at the level of buddhi. So the buddhic plane is a big deal for where we're going to go today so the work of
1: the second group and i'll just remind you that these transmissions which are coming through right now are speaking about the organic arising the natural arising of three um, points of focus for spiritual groups in the world today and one is first ray leadership the transformation of leadership governance and power on the planet the second is to do with um, the process of group initiation which i'm going to be going into in a minute more deeply and also the second ray transmission of the pure current of love through and in the world um, and the third slash seventh ray piece which is really to do with the revelation of the divinity of matter and our embodiment Um, and so, and this transmission today, you know, it said that those who have first ray monads or like with their spirit aspect is particularly on the first ray are going to be most resonant with the first group process, which I described last week. Those who are on the second ray monadic line or who are polarized in their second ray souls are going to be more on the, um, more resonant with the second group process, and those who are more third ray monads, or you know, which is working through the seventh ray orientation, are going to be more resonant with the third group. So, today, all you lovely beings, you know, whether you're second ray monads or second ray souls, like are gonna have your energetic party and bath. So, okay, um bunch of people are familiar with the point of the teaching that a big deal that's happening in the planet and our collective process today is that we've entered a seventh ray age, right? So what does that mean? It means that we've come out of a sixth ray age, the age of Pisces, which is just kind of coming to an end, which is like a, each astrological age is about 2,200 and something years, 250 years or so. And um, we're now in the process of entering the age of Aquarius which is also coupled with the transition from a sixth ray focus, which is a kind of devotional, aspirational focus into finding the divine in what's higher to a seventh ray focus, which is about returning to matter, returning to our embodiment and realizing the divinity that was here all along and the recognition that we don't need to leave our embodiment or the physical plane to recognize divinity because it's actually, it's it's here and always has been. So that's a a big deal, what's happening, the entry into the seventh ray age. What's less known is that we're also having a major burst of other energy, which is coming in, 2025, which is the coming in of the fourth ray. So rays cycle in and out of manifestation over centuries, different rays in combination at different times, affecting and empowering and, and producing effects in our collective evolutionary process. And what to one piece of why 2025 is understood to be a big deal is the flowing in of the, of the fourth ray. So it's actually understood that, you know, it's said in the teachings, we don't have fourth ray souls right now because they're coming in with 2025. So 2025 is a big influx. Maybe there's some already, I don't know. You know, maybe my son is a fourth ray soul and they just come in a little early, you know, there's five or five years before, maybe, maybe it hasn't come fully in yet. I don't know. But 2025 is what we're told is the incoming of the fourth ray. Now, each of the rays has a resonance with each of the seven planes. Yeah. And these are vibratory fields of matter. And so you and I are looking at, each, looking at each other on the physical plane. Yeah. My body exists on the physical plane. Your body exists on the physical plane. But there's actually a there's a there's a frequency of interaction between us, which is our emotional fields as well actually there's our etheric fields where I have my subtle energy system and my chakras and you have your subtle energy system and your chakras and there's actually links between ours like some more than others with some of you here I have deep heart connections and so on like there's difference of my chakras are going to be connected to different of your chakras and so on you know um you with each other and then there's our emotional frequency the emotional field and then there's the mental field. then there's the buddhic field and so on there's seven of these and each is connected to a particular first ray is connected to the first plane second ray to the second plane dot 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 which is why the seventh ray is connected to the seventh plane the physical plane the fourth ray is deeply connected to the fourth plane the buddhic plane which is what i was speaking about before so the understanding is as this ray is coming in there's going to be a deep activation of the fourth principle in human beings, which is you could say the buddhic principle in the fourth plane and so on. Now, um, what this is related to as well is, um, is what's described as the fourth quality in the trans teachings. And this is a big, a big deal with this, with the teachings that are coming now and um, the teachings that are to come as well, which is to do with the understanding being that the three Aspects of what we are. You've heard me say this in the first call. it, It was like the integration of the three reveals the fourth. The integration of the three reveals the fourth. Okay. So the fourth piece here is the essence of what we are deeper than spirit, soul, and embodiment. So the three major pieces of what we are are spirit, soul, and embodiment. And the fourth quality is the, in this trans Himalayan terms, it's actually the cosmic essence of what we are that's deeper than those three, right? And that's revealed through fourth quality, revealed through the fourth layer of our being. Yet I'm getting into lots of numbery stuff here. Let me just show you a, um, I'm gonna share my, share my screen. Please tell me
0: when you, um, tell me when you can see my screen. not going to end the meeting for all right so you guys can see my screen right so
1: this is like this is a, a map of these planes yeah and the trans system and basically what we're talking about here <laughs> this is i wanna um yeah no i don't know if i'm gonna say that it's a little risky I'm going to say it, like <laughs> one of the ubiquitous experiences of intense psychedelic experiences, right, is a recognition of the fractal nature of reality, right? Like that there is a fractal dimension to how shit is arranged in reality. The trans malayan tradition is, is an exact version of that. There's the understanding that we have the physical plane here, right, which has seven subtle layers to it um the four higher ones are etheric and the three lower ones are physical the three lowest layers of the physical plane are the are the three different types of physical matter that make up our bodies and and stuff physical stuff the lowest level is the dense physical matter this stuff right the the second lowest level is liquid matter the liquid state of matter the third lowest level is is the gaseous state of matter right so those are the three states of known matter right and then we have the four higher states of the physical plane which are all understood to be etheric and that's where our our subtle energy chakra system exists those are those three those four higher states there then we have the astral plane that's the emotional plane and we have the mental plane this is the buddhic plane right the the fourth plane so I'm just going to show you this as well. This is a map of what we are, right? So we have the seven planes again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They all have seven subplanes. And the buddhic plane is the fourth. And you can see, like, we have spirit. That's the red circle. We have soul, which is the blue circle. And we have personality, which is the green circle. Buddhi is this. It's this yellow piece. It's it's the point where it's the middle point of our being, it's the core of the human soul, the middle point in this blue circle of the human soul. And basically, something to just really get about Buddhi is that buddhi is the place where we know we're all of it. That's the experience. The experience is: I am spirit, I am soul, I am embodiment, and I am none of these. I am masculine, I am feminine. I am ascending, I am descending, I am the one, I am the many, and I am none of these. It's an intuitive grasp that we are all polarities and at the same time
0: deeper than all polarities, right? Now, where I'm going with this is... um, that what's understood to be
1: happening right now with the incoming of the fourth ray and the incoming of uh, Shambhala impacts as well. So there's the understanding that Shambhala, which is
0: um, Let me show you this. So these are like the planetary,
1: like the, the, the three major planetary chakras, the chakras of the earth. So humanity is understood to be the throat chakra of the planet hierarchy, the ashrams of hierarchy understood to be like the, the heart chakra of the planet and Shambhala, the crown chakra of the planet. Um, every 25 years since the, um, since 1925 it's understood that we have what's called a shambhala impact so basically a massive huge wow amount of energy is transmitted from shambhala into humanity and it, that is actually the catalytic electrical um, energy which empowers the whole next phase of our collective evolution um now the energy of shambhala is actually understood to be the the sole purpose the the electrical dynamic soul purpose of the soul of the earth itself so you know we're talking fractals here again just as it's understood that your soul purpose transmits um and your crown chakra is a reservoir of your soul purpose and it'll express through other parts of your being as well. If you're a seventh-ray soul, through your sacral center. If you're a second-ray soul, through your heart center and so on. But the crown chakra is basically a reservoir of your soul purpose. So also is that the case for the planet? That um, The crown chakra of the planet, which is Shambhala, is a reservoir of the soul of, the soul of Earth's spiritual purpose. Right. And that gets downloaded and transmitted and released into humanity every 25 years since 1925. And it's understood to be a supremely powerful catalytic energy, which was not released into humanity prior to that time, because it was understood that humanity couldn't take it. It was too powerful. So the point I'm making here is that what we have right now is we have two major energies happening, which is the incoming of the fourth ray, and the release of Shambhala energy into humanity, both happening in 2025. And the understanding is that they are uh, going to empower what's called the group initiation process. And the group initiation process is more and more human beings are going to remember who they are. More, and we're talking millions like that's we're talking like millions of human beings making the transition to disidentify and let go of being caught up in identification with their bodies with their emotions with their mind and accessing a remembrance of who they are um, through the buddhic plane and remembering that they are spirit soul and matter that they are divine children of the one that they are uh, eternally free and truly here, yeah. You know? And that, you know, I I had a I had an experience in Egypt on one of our True Power events a couple of years ago where I was in the desert and I always um I get I get strong downloads when I go out there. It's like life is like okay, you've done a big journey, you've come a long way. We're going to give you an extra piece, right? And um I had this really strong download that was like get ready, big change is coming. And I had this image that came to me and it was like of, a, the, of the body of a lion. And on the hind parts of the lion's thigh, a little civilization of insects had, had made, their, made their home and their world and so on. And the lion just got up, you know, <laughs> and just just started to brush brush off, what wasn't right, you know, and the image was like there are huge forces much deeper than humanity and what humanity is aware of that are starting to wake up, and they're going to be playing playing out in what's happening very soon. And I look back on that now, I'm like, huh, you know, what, what, what's going on? So those forces, that bigger thing that is happening right now, is the externalization of the soul of the earth right? So you just like me have probably seen situations where in yourself or people you love where at a certain point, um, they had developed their personality and lived their personality life to a point where actually they need to make a transition. If something's, something's actually getting stale, something's, um, going off, you know, they, they're coming to a kind of existential crisis that there's crisis, which is being forced because they just can't continue in the way they are without reaching and breaking through into something deeper, their soul. And crisis forces them to make a choice. And I've been through that process. A lot of people have been through that process and there's a knowing in that situation that if you don't choose to break through to what's deeper, something's probably not gonna go so well, you know? And that actually, um, yeah, it might go bad, basically. I know I went through that in an earlier stage in my life where my life may not have continued if I you know, continued on the track that I was on and I, I had to break through into something deeper. I had to break through into living my life from my soul and um, that's where we are collectively right now. But it's a planet scale process and it's the soul of the earth. Which is a second-ray soul, as understood, you know the core energy of the soul of the earth is love, which is in, in tension with the planetary personality. And the planetary personality is a third-ray personality. it's based on intelligence, and um, our whole civilization is built on that. Our whole civilization is built on um, a pretty mental, intelligent, actually very separation-based um, way of operating that's built on a core fear of death, fundamentally.
0: Now, um, a really key
1: piece about why the incoming of the fourth ray and the, um, the waking up of more and more human beings to who they are in buddhi, who they are as um, as human souls free from the mental plane emotional plane and physical plane why that's a really big deal you know i I said this to some folks the other day when i when i do purpose work with people it's very common that people will be kind of on the edge of jumping into really giving their life to their purpose and they'll have all kinds of fear that comes up which will be like oh my god some version of oh my god what if i jump what if i do it what if i go for it and it just you know Fuck, I just realized actually this is a separation-based, non-compassionate universe that is not going to catch me. And all those people who were saying to me, What on earth are you doing? Giving up your job at whatever, because, you know, like you've got a stable job that puts money in your bank and can pay your rent. Why on earth would you be so, you know, luxurious as to believe that you should have more? You know, maybe they're right. And, you know, the, the reality is that. There's a, there's a big frequency of the universe, this is the way I say it, there's a big frequency of the universe that operates in harmony with itself, that operates in synchronicity with itself, that operates in deep interconnection with itself, that is pervaded by love, purpose, clarity, and deep connection with the eternal and sacred truths of what's here. And there's a good section, there's a whole section and chunk of the universe that does not operating in harmony with itself. Or at least on this planet let's talk about earth right there's a big chunk of that frequency that does not operate in harmony with itself that is not operating from a place that's deeply linked up to the core spiritual realities of what is true yeah and that section of the universe is basically where the majority of our culture is lips yeah the majority of human culture and civilization is based in that frequency of of, of the earth Field that is not linked up to the soul of the earth, that knows who it is, that knows the essential divinity of life, that knows the essential sacredness of what we are, that knows we are all sons and daughters and particles and fragments of the one instinctively, and that love is actually the foundational energy of everything. And that frequency of the universe, or that frequency of the earth, shall we say, right now, there's a whole process around this wider, but of earth, is our mental, emotional, and physical planes. The dividing line, yeah? The dividing line between that frequency of the earth field that is not fully synced up with the truth of who we truly are, and that frequency of the earth field that is, is is at the highest levels of the mental plane. Right? Now, the highest level, to be a little bit more specific, the highest levels of the mental plane are are where that starts to open up, but where it truly is open is the Buddhic plane. Why is that important? It's important because what, what that means is that once more and more incarnate human beings remember who they are at that level, they're actually breaking through that fog of apparent separation and that they're breaking out of that frequency of collective human experience, which is marked by the, scent, the, the belief or the um, the apparent disconnection of who we truly are from, from the essential love that is the ground of everything. And they're breaking through into those, those layers, those planes, those fields of the earth, of the earth field where that shit's obvious. Right. And that's where hierarchy dwells. That's where the ashrams of hierarchy dwell. That's where Shambhala dwells where the essential divinity and sacredness of who we are and what this collective evolutionary process is, is obvious, right? So another, another image is I like, just think about like life before the internet, right? Like life before the internet, we were all kind of just sat in our homes, apparently separate beings, like I'm here, you're there, you know, maybe if I'm lucky, I've got a phone and i can phone you up or something like this but like once we have the internet actually like we are automatically and you know very easily participating in a very clearly interconnected field where everything linked up with everything linked up that distinction is kind of it's it's a similar version for like the soul in relation to um the three worlds which are the mental emotional physical planes and then the those layers of the, the higher planes where on a soul level, it's obvious the level of interconnection we have. It's obvious who we truly are. It's obvious the divinity of this collective process. It's obvious that the, the, the essential innocence and beauty and divinity of who I am at my core and who you are at your core and that that has never been touched and will never be touched. And that we are immediately in sync and in touch with each other and part of something collective and amazing and the unfolding of the mystery that's, is happening here in a way that is cosmic despite our tiny little human process. So basically the, the group initiation process is whilst it's, it's the understanding that what we're moving into is a different way of the path working. Right, that there are huge energies coming in, evolutionary processes that are forcing crisis in collective human society. That the previous age that was about the spiritual journey of the individual is moving into a process where it's not just going to be about the individual anymore, it's going to be about the group. And actually, in a way that I'll come back to in a bit, there's an incredible power to that because in group as probably all of you guys have some version of awareness of everything actually works a bunch faster right the path works is turbocharged in group why because we don't get to hide Yeah, as long as i'm just doing my path as an individual and i'm you know like i'm that isolated individual who just meditates a lot and reads his books and does his thing. And, you know, but isn't really interested in people's feedback or, you know, doesn't, doesn't have much connection to a deep community of soul seeing and practice and love that's going to call me out when they see me hiding or operating from shadow or something like that. I don't have to show you the shit that's in my back pocket. Right. Actually, we don't even have an agreement that you're going to call me out or that I'm going to be vulnerable enough to let myself be seen. Or that you're going to do the same. But when we're doing this with, from a place of soul intimacy with each other, because, because basically there's more and more awake human souls and awakening human souls coming into incarnation, we can't avoid that process. We will be drawn into group with others who there is a shared purpose pouring through us collectively and actually will know on one level, one level of where we're drawn into group is that we know we can't, none of us can do this alone. That we're part of a bigger process that's bigger than my spiritual ambition or your spiritual ambition. Right. And, and the other reason is that we're bonded in love. Like we'll, we'll come into contact with beings where love will show us incredible mysteries of, of what we're here together for. and, and will bring us will will guide us into connection with beings who it's our destiny to create with and to be seen by and to share the beauty of this journey with and the powerful thing about soul group which is groups that are based on a shared recognition of each person as a soul as a being who's on a journey into greater love and light and enlightened will and service and expression of who they truly are is that you have
0: a profoundly powerful combination of deep seeing and deep love. Deep seeing and deep love. And that means, what I said, it means that
1: I see you. And, you know, like even, we will we see each other. We will see those pieces, you know, that we kind of often have collective unconscious agreements that we don't, we pretend not to see. Yeah. So you see, you see me and you see, I think John may have something there that you might want to look at at some point. Yeah. Or I see you. And when we're in that place of, well, actually we're doing this together. Right. So, and each of our liberation and healing is deeply intertwined with each other's liberation and healing. And we give our consent. We're more interested in
0: really opening to the truth of who we are and living that than staying comfortable. And we give our consent that you can tell me.
1: I want you to tell me. I want you to reflect back to me when you see me limiting myself or hiding or caught in something which is actually not the truth of who I am, even if it's vulnerable for me. And you give me the same consent. And that massively speeds up the process. Yeah? And collectively, the understanding is like the planetary soul is like, okay, time's up. You know, no more fucking around. Like, and I think that's, that's collectively obvious, right? It's like, you know, the, the crises that we're collectively facing as such, it's like decision time. And there's even a, a transmission. is one of the most powerful ones that Bruce received back in, I think it was 2001 where DK, this Tibetan master says, so, you know, uh, the ashrams of hierarchy, in particular the secondary ashram has basically spent the last 200 years pouring evolutionary energies into humanity to raise humanity's consciousness to get to this point where now we're stepping back and you need to choose where you are now facing the opportunity to take responsibility for yourself as, 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 a, it's, as a self-responsible part of the overall planetary ecology,
0: to step into your own sovereignty as a collective species and make a choice. What do you stand for? And, you know, he says, you have two choices you can either continue
1: to assert the, the energy of the planetary personality, which is based at this point on just not serving the planetary soul. And it's based on separation in intelligence and survival based society. And if you do that, it will eventually lead to the destruction of the human race like this. And, and that's, and that's the situation we collectively are very clear on today, actually like where this, where, where things will go. You know, we don't need any esoteric information for that to be clear. We don't need masters waving their finger at us from the sky to make that clear. Like, that's clear. Yeah? Whether we're talking about climate change, whether we're talking about a coming global water crisis, whether we're talking about economic implosion, no esoteric teachings necessary, thank you. Right? But, he says, you know, there's also another choice, which is if you choose to align yourselves and to invoke the soul of the earth So that that is the basis for how you move forward. He says, those energies are ready. Like, those energies will come now. He's like, you may, if you go, if you make that choice, we can start to have the externalization of the planetary
0: soul starting 2025. That shit's ready to go. Right? So basically, that's the decision
1: we're currently in that's the crisis we're currently in and the tension of it, the edge of it is the tension between, um, you know, in the most recent, the the third trans, the, the third, the transmission for the third group, which I'll discuss next week. as this like part of it where he says, um, you know, the keynote of the Aquarian age is the distribution of the life force of spirit of life, more abundant, but he says, if humanity chooses not to accept the accelerated evolutionary initiation process, it's going to go to a bad place, basically. And he says, you know, the shadow, the shadow place of where human society can go is actually, instead of the liberation and the sharing and the distribution of our resources on, on the basis of a, of, a, of a united human family recognizing the truth of who we are, there'll be the, the hoarding and the separation and the restriction and conflict over our resources as human society becomes increasingly more regulated and shut down and
0: separated. So we're in this decision right now. And the,
1: the, the opportunity is there are huge forces that are ready to move in support of the emergence of the planetary soul. Um, And particularly at this time when the coronavirus thing is moving and actually the whole world is in pause in a certain way, we can choose to align ourselves with that. Um, And my experience is actually that those frequencies are ready to carry us right now. So, um, yeah, I want to just invite
0: you guys to go into a small group sharing now. And um, Alex just wrote a question. Is it that we need a critical mass to tip
1: the scale collectively? He kind of does, he, he does say that in a certain way. And he talks about there being a critical mass of, initiates on the planet and that's basically the coming out of the planetary soul in terms of awakened human beings who know who they are and who are in service so it's the emergence you know and this is what I was talking about last week to do with the the shift of power on the planet because he talks about there will be um, the power structures of the world will shift to a point where the people holding power will be second degree and third degree initiates, basically beings who at the very least have moved through that phase of the soul journey where they're here for everyone now, where even if they've still got a bunch of emotional clearing to do, they're here for everyone, you know, and the whole of humanity lives in their heart. And third degree initiates who have basically completed the majority of their emotional work. They know who they are as a soul. They're connected to the power of spirit and they're mature in their world service. And they're trustable. They're trustable because they're grounded in the integrity of the soul. Like, and those are the beings who are going to be moving into power and then fourth degree initiates before, but deeper than them as well. So, um, So basically all of what this represents you know and he he says at one point in this second teaching he says like you know millions of human beings are going to need to be initiated now you know in order for the soul of earth to externalize millions of human beings are going to need to go through the initiatory processes and everyone here on this call will have already gone through like probably the first two you know of those or like it will be in the second at the very least no one would really be on this call if they weren't a first degree initiative they they were then this would probably be confusing and you know you're not quite sure why you're here like but probably everyone here is in at least in the second probably most people are in the second here you know and um Just you know, something I, I would say like something I've been aware of in the work that I've done over the last um, years. There, are, there is a vast number of human beings over the planet who are in the second initiation, who are um, having their emotional body filled with the love of the soul in a way that is making them dedicate their lives to service so they know that however hard it is, they're here for everyone. It's no longer just about themselves and they're dedicated to being a part and playing their part and participating in our collective evolutionary process, there is a vast number of those beings out there. And something I've been aware of is like, if those beings, if there's just one shift of like a critical mass of those beings who who basically have, they complete that process and move into the third initiation, there are even the fourth, you know, huge amounts will change. Because they start to actually... Then they become... They get linked up to power after that. What comes with the third initiation is you are, you are linked up with monadic spirit and power and you become a transmitter. The soul starts to go radioactive. You become a, a being who's able to hold group fields for other beings to grow and evolve and awaken and heal and in. Like huge changes can happen. So we're on, we're on the brink. And we do it together. So so i want to put you guys into some small groups and um just to have a little sharing and the question is let me just um do this piece the question is when have you felt most seen
0: in a way that most deeply affected you in in spiritual group when have you felt most deeply seen in a way that most affected you
1: in the spiritual group? So I'm going to divide you into groups of uh, three or two people. And um, I'm going to give each person two minutes to respond. I'll send you little messages telling you where you are with the
0: time. And, um, and then I'll call you back. No one will be left in cyber purgatory. Okay. Okay. When have you been most deeply felt, most deeply seen in group in a way that's affected you most? Okay, so people are
1: wandering digitally back. Um, How about we just have
0: a a couple of just little shares. How was that, that sharing for you? Thumbs up. Anything else? Multiple comes up. Yeah,
2: so I can share. Um, So yeah, to to me, while I was sharing with and um, exchanging with this yoma, it was this realization that um, I felt like the group was holding me while I was, you know, shadows were coming up and things that I was deeply ashamed of that I thought, if I say that to the group, there's no way I will feel belonged after that, and, and then seeing in the eyes of the group and feeling that it is still OK. And actually, that wasn't exactly the group that was holding me, but that we had all created a field that had brought that up and that was holding this and other, other people's shadows and things that they were ashamed of.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Anessa. Yeah, go for it. Um, Well, before
2: I wanted to be seen because I had a message and it was a loving one and it came like from this fire in my heart. And uh, I struggled so much, and then about 10 years ago, maybe a bit less, I realized that I needed to see lovingly, caringly and deeply humbly to be seen. Um, And that was, that's kind of still uh, challenging. Because sometimes I just think people are stupid. <laughs> they should just fucking listen. And that's like when I'm really challenged to go like, ah, oh, go deeper in, into love, to care, to humbleness. Uh, sometimes I make it more often, more and more often. Uh, but to me, it's, it's like to be seen, I need to see humbly, caringly, lovingly, even though I might think some opinions are not so developed or that there are some steps that needs to go. I still listen, like with children, but like also as equals and adults. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Is there one more, one more little shadow wants
3: to have? Um, uh, for me, the the kind of the mom- moments that most deeply affected me um, it was not when I was expressing some shadow powerful stuff. Is when the other person kind of was directly the other consciousness was directly in my body. And was relieving like the very basic moments of my life, like how exactly my life looks like when I stand up and go to the toilet, for example, what what it's like to do stuff like that, and all the very very tiny details that are impossible to describe. It's just you can re- relieve them, or they just ignored, and uh, and vice versa when I was relieving the other her experience just touching the very, very, very tiniest details that are always kind of ignored. Um, and it brings, brings us very close, like drops a lot of separation that may exist. It brings a lot of just immediate understanding, kind of the, the lives become very synchronized in very tiniest details. Mm. Yeah. Thank you.
1: So, in these in these teachings, there's you know there's uh, something which is called ashramic intimacy, which is part of soul group, which is when we're in group with each other in a way where we are relating to each other, just on the most basic level as souls, as as beings on a journey into ever greater light and love and enlightened will, and ashramic intimacy is um, you know it's set at one place in the teachings, um, you know, the, the ashrams are, the ashrams exist on the Buddhic plane. These are the soul groups that we're all a part of already that we're a part of, but if particularly if we are consenting and saying yes to giving ourselves to our path and giving ourselves to our soul purpose and letting that run our life, then we, we take up place in the Ray ashrams according to our soul Ray and our monadic Ray. So whether it's the secondary ashram or the seventh ashram, we're part of a collective mission, we're part of a particular stream of the collective purpose of the soul of the earth that's wanting to happen and as we do that, we enter into a profound intimacy with each other. There's something which is called, you know, it's said that no personality stuff is the basis of what, what plays out in the ashrams but that doesn't mean there isn't deep, vulnerable process. It means that when we're in soul group with each other, where the basis is seeing each other as souls, then actually there's a profound intimacy in that. And the intimacy is, you know, especially you've, you've probably had this experience like I have, you know, once you've really seen someone's soul, and you know who they are as a soul, and you felt them as a soul, there's nothing that their personality can do. There's no bad day personality reactivity that can stop you having seen who they are. No. And so there's a profound safety, actually. There's an entirely different foundation of safety that is built on that, where you can have your you know, reactive shadow burst on a Sunday morning because you didn't get enough sleep, and so can I. And it doesn't stop me knowing who you are, and it doesn't stop you seeing who I am and, and why we're here and what we're in this for. So that's, you know, that's, that's the piece of soul intimacy and. And there's also, you know, I, I mentioned like this energy of the fourth ray, but there's also what pulls us into this process, and what is driving, what will drive the soul, the group initiation process, is the energy of Shambhala. It's and it's it's the will of the soul of Earth, and that's us giving ourselves to that. You know, just just take a moment to feel in, like, you know, let's let's just take a moment to be explicit with each other. Tune into the bullshit that you're aware on is going on
0: on this planet, right? Bring the bullshit to mind. Now put that to the side and just bring to your awareness the fucking beauty. Like the the
1: profound sacredness that you know is here, that is alive and breathing through the earth as a whole, and the profound specialness of what's here and of what we are as an expression of that. And just feel in, you know, for whatever
0: degree you can connect to that, that that's part of the soul of the earth. And that soul has will, that soul has spiritual purpose. What is your piece of that?
1: You know, many, if not most, of the people on this call will already be in their process of consenting to being used by that will to letting that will move through them and it said the energy of shambhala puts us in our place yeah the will energy of the soul of the earth puts us in our place as it moves through our soul purpose it draws us into the place where we should be with those we should be standing with doing what we should be doing yeah? so that's a piece of the soul initi- the group initiation process as well Just one other point I want to make before I move on to the the second subject of this transmission is that it's it's understood that when you have enough beings who've remembered who they are on the Buddhic plane of the of the, the true home of the human soul and they're incarnate and they're in the body and they are doing what souls do on the Buddhic plane, which is that souls become, they become the cross. Like on the Buddhic plane, you become the cross. And the cross on the vertical arm is... The domain of spirit from the domain of spirit to the domain of embodiment. You are the, the bridging principle of soul that is bridging the transmission of spirit and Shambhala into the embodied domains of the earth and also the up, the upwelling of the energies of the earth rising into the energy body of the higher planes. And you're also you are spirit you are body you are masculine you are feminine you know yourself as all of these and none of these you are the cross and that which is deeper than the cross. You are crucified on the seven planes of matter. You are the living bridge. And at the same time, there's an ecstasy to it. So when that's the case, when there's enough human beings who have taken their place there, it's understood that that will, and they're in the body and they're standing on the earth at the same time, it's understood that that will be the foundation for the real restoration of the mystery schools and the temples across the planet. That it's actually what's required for the mystery schools to return and for the temples to anchor again, are is at least one fourth degree initiate involved because they are plugged into the planetary soul and they are big, they are living bridges for that energy down to the physical plane. You know, so there's just a piece here in the teachings around the reemergence of the mystery schools and its relationship to the to the to the to the group initiation processes that will grow and develop these beings. I also want to correct myself earlier, I I think I said something which pointed to the idea there would be millions of fourth degree initiates, I don't think there will be millions at this particular point, like um, I think there may be tens of thousands, but there will be millions and millions of second degree and hundreds of thousands of third degree initiates in our immediate future and, and that will go on and ripple through human society as a whole. Okay so I want to get into the second piece of this transmission now just with the remaining time that we have which isn't a lot I can say it super fast Now, just like with the first group there's an understanding that they are going to be transmitting true power into the world they are going to be transmitters plugged into their black hole core for true power which will dynamically electrically start to shift things on the planet because they're working with the essence of power which is monadic or the the power of spirit those in the second group will be transmitting monadic love and it's understood that um when there starts to be enough beings who are plugged into not just who they are as a soul but as fourth degree initiates are, are anchored in who they are as souls and they're also transmitting the energy of spirit, which is their monadic core. For those who are second-ray monads, the majority of beings in our current evolutionary cycle are secondary monads or third-ray monads, it's less first. Um, you know, it's said that this will be key to how the power structures on the planet change and shift. And um the understanding is like the majority of human beings are polar uh, their altitude whether they're operating is the astral plane, is the emotional plane. There's different models that make this clear that about 75% of human beings right now are, are anchored on the emotional plane. The emotional plane is where they make their decisions from. The emotional plane is where they decide who they like and who they don't like. The emotional plane is, you know, kind of what makes them decide I want this job and not that job and, you know, whatever. It's That's the frequency that the majority of human beings are operating on and, the understanding is, as more of the kind of the second group process arises. You'll have a link up between the emotional plane, the buddhic plane and the monadic plane. And what that means is you'll have beings who are anchored in who they truly are as souls who are transmitting monadic love through their hearts into the hearts of the masses of humanity. And it's said that this, you know, right now, Human beings don't trust our leadership because actually the majority of our leadership is based in mind and it's often shown to actually be mind that lacks a bunch of integrity and human beings don't really trust that. You know? We've learned to trust many of us in a way which is kind of dicey right now, the scientific domain, which is based in mind, but it's, it's just about trustable most of the time, sometimes for a bunch of people, not quite. But it's said in these teachings that really what the one what the masses of human beings deeply want is they want love love that doesn't have to rely on mind love that doesn't have to be rationalized or have intelligent reasons for they want love and the teaching here is that when enough beings can transmit that love And we're talking monadic love now, we're talking love that actually has no subject and has no object, has no beginning, has no end. That is an electric transmission of the ocean of love, which is known in our core to be the foundation of everything. When that is transmitted through their hearts out into the world as an electric current of love, it will produce in the masses a felt sense of being loved. It will actually shift and change the the collective astral plane so that rather than there being a pervasive feeling of separation and loneliness and disconnection, there will be a pervasive experience of being held in love. And that that will actually drastically change things, as you can imagine. So, you know, part of the responsibility of those beings is to be in. The process of giving themselves to who they truly are as souls and letting that open them to the current of love that wants to come through them bonding with others who are similarly dedicated and surrendered to that and letting that flood through them because what this is about is a flood of love like a flood of love pouring out into the collective human domain and and pouring into the hearts of the masses of humanity to drastically change things and have that be the basis of why humans start to make very different decisions, why they start to say yes to putting people into positions of power who are coming from love and based on love and standing for love, and why we start to build institutions and collective systems which are about love rather than about cleverness or... The best separation based models for how to get our shit done. So, I just want to put you back into some small groups right now. And um, I want to invite you to just um, reflect again um, on the same question, on a different question
0: this time, which is um, when have you been most impacted by love? When has love moved you most so um, i'm going to put you back in the same rooms in the same process two minutes and then we're going to come back when have you been most impacted by love Okay, little <clears throat> harvest. How is that? Thumbs up.
4: <laughs> I'll jump in. Um, juicy and nice and pleasant and warm, um, and I, well, I was feeling something, actually. That then I brought up. It was so you, what you were talking about about future leaders, in, in effect, had already influenced my response to the question because I was already thinking of saying something or typing something while you were talking, John, um, with regards to love and feminine energy and the divine feminine that is within that, and looking at the corona experience at the moment and the fact that. A lot, at least, of the leaders of countries that seem to be grabbing this properly, all of the leaders are women, or not all, but many of them at least. And so there's this divine, all-encompassing, mother-of-a-nation element of love here, which, you know, I've watched, I mentioned Jacinda from New Zealand. And she's basically mothering a nation and reading stories to them every night and ducking them in and all that kind of stuff. And it's beautiful because they have this following where they all feel held, and mm. everyone wants to be part of it and mm. like, and steps in. So the future leader kind of thing for me was is that. And so for my experience is the maternal love because I can get that unerring, you know, unabated, and it's that. So that was my share, but it came straight in with this leader piece. So that's a mm. harvest for me. Nice. Thank you, Jamie.
0: I want to echo that, the maternal, that for me, that modatic, even beyond that, that love, it is this like mothering, just
2: unconditional love that is always there. And,
1: and there is so much of it and it is more than enough for each, each of us and what we need. And, and so I just really resonate with that that kind of feminine,
0: um, kind of mothering heart of God side of it. Mm. Mm. Anyone else? Um, I just want to say about this um, loving
2: soul connection about these, um, for me, still rare moments when um, when I think I connect, I think it's my soul, uh, I connect with it and I feel the love pouring into my personal body, into my mm. physical plane. Mm. But it's coming from something really big and deep. And um, at this moment, I feel like this is like this is the, the only love I need actually and no. also I can then give gift from this space. And mm-hmm. I'm very touched during this our meeting today. I don't know why exactly, but
0: <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, folks, so we've come to time good to be with you all um like the first the first side of this
1: transmission is more the kind of wisdom side of the second ray and the second half is more the love side next week i'll break down the third group stuff which is the seventh ray stuff, for the third ray monadic stuff which is to do with the divinity of matter <clears throat> the divinity of embodiment the divinity of um Earth and the Earth energies and eros, kundalini, and so on. So um, I'll do that next Wednesday, same time, and we can then even have a feel in like who resonates most deeply with each of these. Like who's like yeah, that black hole power first race stuff, John. That's that's it. That's it for me. Or you know the soul love, group love transmission of love into the hearts of humanity in a way that changes the course of things because there's a felt sense of love that pervades the masses that's it for me you know or revelation of the sacred and the divine nature of our embodiment of the earth and of matter that's it for me yeah. some people already will know their home base or continue to be on that journey so um yeah, I'll do that next time. Good to be with you all. Real
0: pleasure. And um I wish you a good week. Ciao ciao.